0: Everything that Jesus did when he walked the earth, he continues to do today through the church. So Jesus fed the hungry crowds. Jesus still feeds us today through the mass. Jesus forgave sinners. Jesus is still forgiving people today through the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus is still healing people through the sacrament of the sick. Jesus exercised demons. We have an exorcist today in our diocese. Jesus taught people, we see that in the synagogue today, Jesus was teaching. In Christ, the teacher is still alive and at work today, especially through our Catholic schools. So we're kicking off Catholic Schools Week this weekend. What a gift and blessing that we have such an outstanding Catholic school, and we are a tithing parish, meaning we don't have tuition at our Catholic school, but we fund our Catholic school and all of our ministries through our Sunday offertory. It's so important that Catholic schools don't become elitist or only available for the wealthy. Our Catholic school is open to all of our families, no matter the socioeconomic background of a family. Well, I just want to take this occasion to thank our outstanding principal, Diana Tate, our vice principal, Charlie Huber. I don't think we could have better leadership right now at our school. And we have outstanding teachers who love our children. Also, a huge game changer at our school in this last year has been the addition of our campus minister, Sister Lucia. The presence of all of our sisters in the parish is such a profound and beautiful witness. They stand as signs of contradiction to our world today. We live in a world that values riches and our sisters have made vows of poverty. We live in a world that values do your own thing, be your own person. No one tells you what to do and our sisters have made vows of obedience. We live in a very sexualized world and our sisters have consecrated and espoused themselves to Jesus as virgins and they're happy They're living a countercultural life, and so what a beautiful witness to the gospel they provide. Well, Sister Lucia, our campus minister, has worked hard also this year with our counselor Lucy Kuhn to implement, implement education in virtue, teaching our children right and good behavior, There is such a thing today still as right and wrong, and we can teach our children good habits called virtues. Sister Lucia has worked hard also to implement theology of the body. Look, we're living in a very confusing time. People are confused today over basic things like their identity, what it means to be human, what it means to be a man or a woman, what constitutes marriage, how beautiful that we can teach our children that they are good, that their beloved children are the Father, that their bodies are good, and that they have a purpose for their life. Our Catholic schools are more important now than ever. I just want to take a few minutes now to unpack the gospel. So remember, the first reading and the gospel are always linked up at the Sunday Mass. So what do we hear today in the first reading from Deuteronomy? We hear that there's going to be a prophet that will arise that's going to be as great as Moses or even greater, who's going to speak the word of God. This prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, who we see speaking the word of God in the synagogue today. Jesus is God. And so everything he says is the word of God. And the people are astounded because he's teaching as one having authority and not as the scribes and Pharisees. Remember, in biblical times, a rabbi would simply quote the Torah or refer to the words of Moses. But Jesus says, as you've heard it said, but I say to you, he's speaking on his own authority. This is pointing to his divinity. He's speaking as God. He is the word made flesh. Now, just four points about the gospel today. First, the devil doesn't want us to hear the word of God. And so as Jesus begins speaking and teaching in the synagogue, the devil tries to interrupt him and distract him. The devil doesn't want us to hear the word of God. How do we hear the word of God today? Especially here at mass. And so the devil obviously is going to do everything to keep us from mass. His tactics are so simple He distracts us and makes us busy about many things so that we don't come to pass and hear the word of God. I've mentioned before, busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. We also hear the word of God by reading scripture and praying with scripture. We've got to debunk this myth that Catholics don't read the Bible. Reading scripture daily is essential to our spiritual lives, and not only reading it, but reflecting on it, meditating on it. Remember the three R's of meditation, to read, reflect, and make a resolution. I've preached many times about just taking 15 to 20 minutes a day to read scripture. Begin with just reading the gospel for daily mass. The word of God is active and alive and has power in our lives, as we heard in the psalm today, if today you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. We need to be open to the word of God and let it transform our lives. The second point, we see right from the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the enemy is the devil. Again, I've preached on this before. Our enemy is not another person. Jesus' enemy wasn't the Pharisees. Jesus' enemy was not the scribes. Jesus' enemy was not the Romans. Jesus' enemy, in Mark chapter 1, we see, is the devil. If we only allowed this truth to sink into our hearts, because so often we demonize people. God loves every person, and we too are called to love people, even those who are difficult. So we got to let go of grudges and resentment and harboring anger toward people. This hardens our own hearts and closes off God's ability to really bring grace and healing to our own hearts. So as Father Ricardo said in the Rescue Project, remember, the enemy is the enemy, and the enemy is the evil one. It's not other people. Third, did you notice... Jesus encountered the demon in the synagogue, in the church. I had a real experience of this on a Holy Land trip. I was praying in the Holy Sepulchre. So remember, the Holy Sepulchre is the church built over Mount Calvary, and also it's built over the empty tomb where Jesus rose from the dead. Now, to understand the story, you got to understand the Holy Sepulchre is controlled by three... Christian groups, the Orthodox, the Armenians, and the Roman Catholics, and they're very territorial. Well, I'm sitting there at the foot of the cross where Mary prayed, and I'm looking up at Mount Calvary, and I see an Orthodox priest up there sweeping the floor, and an Armenian priest begins to ascend the stairs up to Mount Calvary. The Orthodox priest holds out his hands, staving him off, but the Armenian priest kind of hustles himself up on Mount Calvary, and to my total amazement, I see a fight break out on Mount Calvary. This Orthodox and Armenian priest begin to scuffle with each other. The Orthodox priest takes the backpack of the Armenian priest and throws it off Mount Calvary. I was totally aghast, but then I thought, why would I be surprised that there's a fight right at the foot of Mount Calvary. This is exactly where the devil is going to strike. The devil wants to sow internal division. He's going to be at work getting Christians to fight against one another. And so today, we have a split between the East and the West, the Orthodox and Catholics, and then we have all these Protestant denominations that are broken off the Catholic Church. This is a scandal in our world today. We have turned inward and we're fighting amongst each other, which is inhibiting our mission. And what is our mission? To announce the gospel and to speak the word of God to people, to announce the gospel. So, the devil is going to be at work in the synagogue, in the church, sowing division, getting us to turn inward, fighting amongst each other, sowing division, We have to be united to go outward to proclaim the gospel. Finally, the last point, the devil is no match for Jesus. Sadly, you know, we can fall into almost this dualism where we can almost start thinking, well, there's a good God and there's a bad God. There's only one God. The devil is not God. The devil is a mere creature. As one theologian said, the devil is but a dog on a leash. Now, in this gospel, this demon is trying to exercise power over Jesus by naming Jesus. I know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. In naming Jesus, he's trying to exert power over him, but he's no match for Jesus, who says, Quiet, come out of him. And did you notice the demon convulsed the man? He's trying to cling to this man. He doesn't go easily, but Jesus has power over the evil one. And so we don't have to live in fear. Now, we're no match alone against the devil. and should know, <laughs> We should not try to fight against the devil. But with Christ in our life, we don't have to fear. We know that Christ has power over the evil one. He's destroyed the devil. Just one last thought is this whole gospel points to how Jesus ultimately has come to free us. He's come to defeat the enemy, the devil, and he wants to liberate us. And he wants us to walk in freedom. That is so important that we live in that truth that freedom is possible in Christ Jesus.